Hey everyone, welcome back to the Work From Home show where we talk with leading companies about their strategies for working remotely. Uh, I'm your host, Nikki Weisgarber, and today I am joined by Vice President of Legendary People, great title by the way, thank of you. Texas Roadhouse, Mark Simpson. Well, welcome to the show, Mark. Uh, thank you, Nikki. Glad to be here. Hope, hopefully we can have a great conversation about working from home in this crazy world right now. Absolutely. I'm sure it'll be great. So why don't you just kick us off and tell us a little bit about your role at Texas Roadhouse. Okay. Well, uh, you said the title, uh, Vice President of Legendary People. That's uh, what I like to say, also known as, or the artist formerly known as, Human Resources. So uh, our mission statement for Texas Roadhouse is legendary food and legendary service. We always say you can't do that without legendary people. Legendary people department. So. Um, so that's, you know, who, who I am and what we, uh, what, what I do, uh, we have about, um, 70,000 employees, United States, United States and 10 foreign countries. Those are franchise, uh, units. So a very large footprint, uh, a lot of hourly workforce, um, keeps us really busy. Try to keep a great culture, a loving culture alive in our restaurants to make sure we're providing great service, uh, to our guests and giving back to our communities. Uh, as well. So uh, typical human resource staff, field staffing, we've got risk management, payroll, um, you know, comp and benefits, all the, all the standard uh, areas of human resources. Yeah, and before the before our conversation started here, um, you know, you mentioned you're in 49 states, and I'm like, so you manage all those people? <laughs> you're like, I have a really good team, and that's great. Yeah. Having yeah. a good team is extremely important. So Yes, we've got well, a great team. Good, good. So tell us, you know, how prepared was your organization to, you know, transition to a remote working environment? You know, that's, that's a great question. And, um, you know, we had done, we, you know, from an enterprise risk perspective, we had done a lot of things and had a lot of things in place um, that we thought would work uh, if, if something like this happened. So we really uh, had set up everyone in our, we don't have a corporate headquarters, we have a support center because we feel like we support our operators in the restaurants. They're the ones out there, you know, with the cash registers. Um, so we really felt very comfortable that we could operate, um, you know, without the support center, without being in the support center. And um, so we really set everyone up to do that. Um, and it has worked really well, to be honest with you. So, um, so the, uh, our enterprise risk planning, and crisis management planning and business continuity plans have really worked. And so, that's, the, that's been a real positive, is that we've been able to really do almost everything uh, remotely. We do have a few people going in. We've, we still have about 3% of our people that get paychecks. So we've got to have somebody who can go in and send out some paychecks. We've got some mail that still needs to go out and think along those lines. Mm -hmm. Other than that, everyone is working remotely. And all of our field support has always been remote. So that's no different from, op, you know, when I say field, I'm talking about all of our restaurants. And anyone that's out in the field, whether it be human resources, training, um, product, any of those any of those roles, they've always been remote. So uh, they're used to it. Uh, but in our building and our support center, our people really had to had to learn how to work from home. And I think that's been that's been the challenge, right? Is learning how to work from home and not going into the office every day. Yeah. And so, you know, learning to work from home. How do you plan to overcome those challenges from working from home? How did you support those individuals who had to learn to work from home? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, we've always had a, a, a culture, a, a, a culture that's, we've always been a people first company. And so our, our founder, Kent Taylor, likes to say, 
we're a people company that serves steaks. And so we've always been very flexible when it comes to our people. And if they had something going on in their personal life, we always work with them. And we did that whether we were in the support center or we're in our restaurants. Um, so I think flexibility is a big key and a trust and trusting in your people, right? If they trust you and you trust them, you know they're going to do the right thing. And so really always believing they're going to do the right thing, um, you know, has, has been a big part of it. But I think it starts with, you know, it starts at the top and, and our founder and CEO really believing in our people um, that they're going to be doing the right thing every day for, to take care of our operators and, and take care of all of our employees. We call our employees roadies, uh, Texas Roadhouse. We call them roadies. So if I say roadies throughout this, I'm talking about our employees. Um, so I think that's the biggest key is that really being flexible. So when folks got home and they realized what their, their job required them to have a bigger monitor or they needed their chair, we let them come in and get their chair and take their chair home. So some of the folks have basically set up their offices are, um, oh, the design folks that do a lot of design work and marketing uh, and a lot of our materials and create a lot of our materials. They've had to take their whole setup home. So really their, their office now that was sitting in, in the support center is now sitting at their house. So I think flexibility was the key. Uh, and knowing that they're going to have children at home and dogs barking and, you know, I'm surprised mine aren't barking right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, is, is part of it. So, and really not caring about when they work, but just making sure that the job gets done and we're helping support them, right? So my job is to be available for anyone on my team to really help support them and get them what they need. And that was a big part of it when we first got into this. Yeah, that's great. You know, flex, being flexible and being agile and being able to, you know, pivot, um, yeah. I think are, are um, some important um, pieces to remember during this time, even, you know, yeah. as a leader and, and leaders of organizations um, to be supportive to those uh, employees who this is a newly, the newly minted working from home absolutely. era, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, lots of the organizations that I've been speaking to, you know, they've increased their communications and they've found that, you know, increasing those communications during this time was really successful. And it's, it's what the employees want, whether that news is good or it's bad. Um, so, you know, you've increased the communications. Have you guys seen any new challenges as a result of this increased volume? Um, or like, has it still, has it really just been successful across the board? No, I mean, I think increased communications was the key because you're not seeing everybody every day, especially in our, in our support center. When you walked in, you know, there were monitors that would say, you know, the news of the day. So everybody could see it on every floor in the building and in every department in the building. So you know, making sure we're communicating those things to our employees uh, that they would be seeing when they're walking into our support center. Um, you know, in the restaurants, um, really, we, we're communicating every day. We send out what we call as an FYI message on a daily basis to our restaurants to make sure they know what's going on. Uh, and sometimes they're urgent and it's, you know, it's an urgent FYI uh, in addition to the normal communication. So I, I don't know that you can over communicate right now because everybody, you know, um, receives communication differently. Um, and so, you know, you've got to have, and we have a great communications team and we've got really cross-functional folks working on the communication. And so, you know, there's bullet points, so you know what the bullet points are. And then obviously there's the detailed communication. Um, and a lot of times a summary in addition to that, uh, a lot of video uh, communication, uh, has been important meetings. You know, we, we, when we started out, 
Um, you know, going back, gosh, I've been, I guess we're two months into almost two months into this thing now. Yeah. We had, um, we had, I was on four calls a day, seven days a week, um, as we were going, you know, obviously the fluidity and, uh, evolving nature of what was going on. And that's still happening to this day. Um, so, um, that's been a big part of it as well. So there's the email communication, there's the written communication, uh, there's the communication blasts. Uh, from the company, from departments, and from individuals, and then there's calls. And so we've, we've really uh, had a lot of success with Microsoft Teams mm. uh, and being able to, you know, have everyone uh, on a call and being able to see. Um, it's not perfect because I've got over 100 people in my department, and then we would have, by, we would have our roadie, we call them roadie rallies. Uh, you know, every month we'd get together. Uh, and we go through birthdays and anniversaries and things like that. You get, you can see interactions with everyone, uh, and you can't see that on Teams. But you know, we're still doing those roadie rallies. Uh, as a matter of fact, today we've got a happy hour scheduled, a virtual happy hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the last one, our risks team started, and we ended up having silly hats on, and it ended up being a lot of fun and just really, um, you know, showing people that you care. Uh, and, and that we all still need to live our life every day as well versus, you know, what we're doing at work. So it's kind of been a cross between the communications kind of been a cross between the things that we need to do and really communicating our successes as a company, because obviously this is a very challenging time. And we wanted people to know what we're doing and that, you know, thank goodness we were in good financial standing and we had a great balance sheet and we had access to cash and, you know, our restaurants uh, basically flipped their business model upside down from, you know, to go only being 7% of our business uh, to, you know, increasing almost 600% uh, at this point in time uh, to make it basically keep us afloat. So we wanted our people to know those things. We didn't want them to be concerned about their jobs and layoffs and things like that. And so far we've been very successful with no layoffs and no cuts in pays. We've had executives take, you know, voluntary cuts uh, but really nothing from, um, you know, our line level employees um, and, you know, even paying out a bonus yeah. uh, at this point in time. Yeah, I think that's great news. And I think as long as you're being transparent, then you're also developing that trust with your employees as well. Yeah. And that trust Absolutely. is going to keep them engaged and, you know, keep that culture, culture high. Um, and so Absolutely. you mentioned even just keeping your employees engaged and, and doing things like virtual happy hours and other organizations are doing yeah. virtual coffee chats and all these other mm-hmm. virtual events that you can, um, that you can partake in to, you know, engage yeah. your employees. Do you right. think that these are enough or, you know, what are the other things that you've been planning or thinking about uh, to keep your teams engaged during this time? You know, it's a great question. And, you know, initially out of the gate, everybody was in, it was, you know, everything was evolving so quickly. You almost didn't think about that. All of a sudden you go through a week and you go, oh my gosh, we haven't done anything to make sure our our employees feel cared for, right? And that's, that's the start. Make sure they know we love them and we care about them and we're thankful for what they're doing. Uh, And that creates the engagement piece. So we've done a few things. Um, Obviously, department meetings are still occurring. Uh, we created a call tree um, for our support center. We had a team of folks that reached out individually to every single person um, in our support center just to see how they were doing, right? Forget about work. How are you doing? How's your family doing? And then work-wise, are you set up for success? So that call tree was great. We talked about the happy hour. The book club has been, you know, 
um, very active and making sure folks are trying to read books and they're staying on top of that. We're doing a virtual exercise. Uh, we have a, a health club in our, in our support center, so we're doing virtual exercise um, and wellness contests. So trying to keep a lot of those things going um, because obviously, you know, happy hours are fun or coffee and chats are fun, but you really got to do the substantive things that you've been doing all along and try to keep those things afloat. Our restaurants, you know, we've created rosters of all their employees. So every managing partner of a restaurant can reach out to their people to just do check-ins and see how they're doing. And hey, as we ramp up, we're going to need you. We're going to need more hours. So uh, really trying to keep the business piece almost as normal as we can, considering um, the, circum the circumstances. And thank you notes have been really important. And I, and I really think just empathy, listening, and making sure uh, that we show appreciation for everyone has, has been the key. And, and sometimes when we're on calls, if we've got three calls a week, you might only have one or two things to go through. And the rest of it's just, how's everybody doing? Talk about your family. And, you know, everybody wants to get some of that out. All going through things that we've never had to go through before and hopefully never have to go through again. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some of the other things that we're doing uh, that we hope are working. Um, you know. Yeah. And do you think, <clears throat> do you think that there's like too much culture? I mean, do you think that some organizations may have gone overboard or like, what are your feelings around that? You know, I, I don't think you could ever have too much culture. You know, I mean, culture to me, Herb Kelleher from Southwest Airlines um, which is one of the companies we patterned ourselves after. Uh, Herb Kelleher said, culture is what people do when no one is looking. Mm -hmm. So if you can set that great, loving, caring culture, your people are going to do the right thing. And that's why when we've got 400 people roughly in our support center and another couple hundred support folks out in the field, we never worry about what they're doing. We never feel like we have to watch them or spy on them or any of those crazy things that I'm reading about now. I'm going, wow, really? Um, because we know they're doing the right thing um, because we've set this culture um, that, that gives them ownership of their job and of what they need to get done. And they know I'm there to support them. So we have an inverted pyramid and the executive team and our founder, we're at the bottom of that pyramid. And we exist to really help everyone else in the organization be successful. So, I think that culture is what's created, number one, a lot of our success uh, during this time frame. Um, and so I, you can never have too much culture. Uh, so maybe, that, maybe that'll be the name of my book uh, <laughs> if, I'm, if I can figure out how to write one. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I think that, uh, you know, in some of the conversations that I've had um, on these podcasts, they talk about all the things that they're doing. And it, I always just step back from that. And I wonder, is that too much? Like, what do the employees think about that? So I like that there can never be too much culture. I think that it also becomes ingrained in you as well. And you just become part of that culture. Yeah. Um, well, and that's important. And, and, to, and to that point, we were on a uh, happy hour a couple of weeks ago and someone, you know, one of the member, one of my roadies, you know, said, Mark, you know, I don't know if I took things for granted or if I didn't really kind of believe everything the company said. Um, she goes, but in these times, you really see it and you really feel it and you really understand it. So she almost apologized for fe feeling that way in the past. But she goes, I've worked at other places 
and you know we say these things and we had a great place to work she goes i'm not saying we didn't have a great place to work but it's almost like is it real and and she really came out and said during these times it shows and when executives are taking pay cuts and we're making sure they're set up for success and we're caring for them and we're showing that um you know it was really uh to me it was a, a testament to everything we've done and i've been with the company almost 20 years everything we've done from the founding of the company 27 years ago to the 20 years i've been here laying that cultural groundwork of hey our people come first and we're going to do whatever it takes to make them successful that's great i was talking to uh kevin cruz was my last interview that i had and um he just said you know people people are going to remember this the pandemic but they're also going to remember you know the reputation that the organization or your leadership um how they led during this time they're going to remember that so it's important to take care of your employees during this time um, because they're going to remember how you took care of them as opposed to you know how you potentially didn't take care of them that comes back to the whole transparency and trust thing too correct no doubt no doubt. Yeah, you mentioned earlier too, just um, <clears throat> recognition and appreciation for you know the the things that the employees are are doing during this time. Um, you know, since you've transitioned to work from home, have you noticed any changes in that frequency of recognition or how people communicate their appreciation? You know, I, it's 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 probably more. It's probably more so. You know, I think it's um, it's been more intentional. Uh, because you don't get to see everybody uh, and they, you know, and as you walk by in the hall, they see your expression on your face and that a lot of times tells the story. Um, so you, you really got to be more intentional about recognizing and thanking people. And so I know uh, our founders done that uh, and he sets the tone, obviously, for the organization. We've always done a great job of that. But really, I think being more intentional in our conversations and at the end of every call, if, ever, if it's a team's call, if it's a conference call, if it's an email to a group, it's making sure you thank everyone for what they're doing during these times. So I think that I would say it's probably more, uh, you know, we've probably got more recognition and, 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 and we're thanking people um, more so than we ever have before. Uh, and it's just more, in, we're being more intentional about it and making sure they know we, you know, they know we care. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's important, just the intention behind it too. Yeah. And it's meaningful. And you know, um, gratitude is a big is a big one that's trending right now too. Just showing absolutely. gratitude for your team members, your organization, your employees. Right. Absolutely. No doubt. Um. So as we kind of look um, to the future and going back to normal, <laughs> air quotes. Whatever that is. <laughs> Um, what plans um, have you begun to put into place for, for day one of returning back to work and to ensure that there's a, a smooth transition there? Yeah, you know, I think that's, you know, uh, obviously, you know, here in the States, every state's going to do something different. Uh, so from our restaurant's perspective, we're counting on that with limited capacity, you know, to go still a big part of that from the restaurant perspective. So um, our, our operators figuring out how to execute uh, within the guidance of social distancing, you know, uh, wearing masks, you know, things that we've never had to do before. Um, and obviously in our, in our support center, it's going to be the same, but based on the state of Kentucky's guidance and what our governor uh, is, you know, hopefully going to let us know uh, fairly soon. So and we still don't know right now, 
Um, but I think, it, again, it goes back to, um, you know, the employees trusting that we're going to do the right things for them and create a really safe working environment. And obviously in our restaurants, our guests, our customers, our guests need to, need to feel that as well. So, you know, we're going to have a statement in the front of each restaurant that says, hey, this is what we're going to do for you guests. And employees, this is what you need to do. And so we're going to lay that all out. So it's going to be evident to everyone exactly what, uh, you know, we're doing. Same thing for our support center. What day one looks like, I don't really know yet. So I think we're, our plan would probably be to do it in phases. Uh, and phase one would probably be similar to what we're doing now. It's critical, essential uh, folks that might need to be there to do their job, um, which is a relatively small number, uh, but obviously taking all the proper steps and protocol. But again, making sure we communicate that to our roadies so they know we have their best interest at heart and not the company's best interest. You know, we want them to know we care for them and their safety is the number one thing, our number one concern. So, um, you know, a temperature check, uh, gauge, uh, we've got a, a computer where you can walk up to the computer and it basically does it without being touched. And it gives you a green, a green light and you go in. So, um, symptom checks, making sure that everyone's doing symptom checks. We're developing that on an app right now. So folks can do that at home and make sure that they don't come into the building uh, in the event something, you know, there is a symptom. Um, and again, all that's building that trust that we're gonna have that safe workplace. Uh, having, you know, uh, thinking through your common areas uh, and the coffee pot, things like mm -hmm. the coffee pot. You know, is there gonna be one way in and one way out? Uh, or people are gonna have to put little, maybe tape marks down where people can stop uh, and know that you're not within six feet within social distancing. So I think all, communicating all those things is very important and, and doing it in phases so people feel comfortable with it, I think. So I don't think there's going to be this revelation day one where we all just come back to work. Um, I think that's what we were all hoping for, but I think we're all in the realization that step one will be critical. Step two, we might look at 25 to 50% of the people coming back, looking at alternating times in, uh, alternating work schedules, uh, if possible, some folks that have taken their, you know, our, our, our design folks, it's going to be really hard for them to alternate in and out of the support center. They're either, they're either going to need to be in the support center or working from home because they have to take their entire, um, you know, uh, workplace, um, you know, to, uh, to their house or, or, or to the support center. So um, that would probably be step two. Um, and then obviously from that perspective, step three is getting everyone back in. Um, at that point in time. And hopefully by then, you know, a lot of this will have passed and, uh, but we'll still maintain whatever guidelines and safety um, uh, initiatives we need to, to make sure our people are safe. Yeah. So that's, our, that's our thought process right now. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like so complex. Even in for the restaurant business, I was I saw this um this video on uh, Facebook with yeah. restaurants having like their tape marks for those you know the oh, six, yeah. six feet apart, and um the 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 server comes over with a tray of drinks and she's standing on her piece of tape, but she's throwing, throwing the drink. I saw it. Yeah. I saw I'm it. Like, I think yeah. that was in. How's yeah. that going to happen? <laughs> yeah, we we created, you know, we've always had in our restaurant something we call service with heart. Um, and we've created a new saying called service with heart, 
six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to try to make sure people are, are, are understanding that. Yeah. Curve, you know, we'll, we'll be gloves, masks, uh, make sure that we're taking the proper protocols. But we're going to have to fight through that in the restaurants and make sure we do it the right way. And then our guests feel comfortable with it as well, not just, you know, um, you know, our, our employees. Yep. No, that makes sense. So when we think about the aspects of this work from home era, what will you hope will carry forward um, when everything, you know, starts to kind of go back to normal? You know, I was looking through the questions earlier. That that's that's a great question, and you know, I really, you know, some of it might be unknown right now. You know, I think you know um, the flexibility to know that we can operate um, remotely is a really good thing, and it does give us a lot more flexibility when it comes to you know what we're dealing with now. You know, coming back to work, childcare—they're all closed. All the childcare. I think you stated that uh, when we were. First got on the call, you know, here this morning, you know, child cares are closed, day camps are closed. So how can, if we've got a single parent, how can they, how can they come to work? What are they going to do? They can't just leave their kids at home, uh, depending upon the age. Um, so it does give us a lot more flexibility. Um, and obviously, as we move forward and you look at um, the, the workforce and the millennials becoming the largest sector of the workforce, that becomes very important, you know. Um, it's, it is being able to, um, you know, integrate their work and their workplace and their personal life, right? So balance doesn't, work-life balance doesn't matter anymore. It's being able to have the flexibility, work, workplace and life, personal flexibility. So I think that's going to help us moving forward, be able to make sure we can attract and retain great people. And we've learned how to keep that, our phenomenal loving culture alive as well. So I think those are the things moving forward that are really going to help us sustain, you know, being a legendary uh, restaurant performer, um, you know, um, in the country and hopefully globally as well. And one day we'll get to Canada too. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they in Canada? I don't think they are. They're not so yet. I did... <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to have to come down to Kentucky. (laughs) Well, we're closer than that. You can, depending on where you are, you can shoot down across the border. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'd rather come and see you though. And then you can take me on a tour. (laughs) We would love to have you visit. That's for sure. Well, I have prepared some wrap up questions, but before we kind of get to those questions, I was wondering if you wanted to leave the audience with any sort of, um, you know, takeaways or best practices or anything we may have not have covered uh, in the conversation today. You know, I mean, really, I think you always start with the end in mind. Um, and, you know, we've all heard that a lot coming through business with, with Stephen Covey, uh, you know, from ages ago. Um, but really, you know, it's, it's about always remembering and being intentional that it's about your employees, you know, having a great workplace, you know, your employees loving coming to work, uh, having some fun, getting to have some fun at work and being happy. And if they're happy, they're going to be more productive. They're going to, whatever line of business you're in, for us, they're going to support our restaurant operators in a better manner. Our restaurant operators are going to feel that love and, and, and support. And they're in turn going to love their people that are going to love our guests. Our guests will feel that they'll come back more frequently um, and will continue to be very successful. So I think, it, you know, it's, it always starts and ends with the, the employee right? And them coming first, our employees come first. And uh, so I think whatever we're doing, however we're responding, 
you know, there's a lot of critical decisions need to be made. And, I, you know, I would always, my, my, my recommendation would be just always start with, how is it going to affect our employees? And every meeting we're in, every call we're on, our founder, he's our founder, chairman, and CEO. And he, the, the first thing he says is, how is this going to affect our managing partners in our restaurants? We think we, we don't know. And so he'll flat out say, pick up the phone and call him. Mm -hmm. And so you pick up the phone and you call him and you get a different story. So uh, do some due diligence, do some homework, reach out to your people, uh, make sure you understand the decisions that we want to make, you know, how those decisions are going to, are going to affect what they're doing. Um, and I think that would be my, my, my initial recommendation. And the rest of it is, you know, run your business accordingly to your culture uh, and always focus on that. Great pieces of advice. I think yeah, that, thanks. you know, involving your employees in any decisions that you're making too and how it's going to affect them. You don't know. You're only guessing unless you ask them, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. making them feel like they're involved in those decisions, I think is extremely important and understanding yeah. how it's going to make them feel different perspectives, different right. viewpoints. I think then you come out again, you know, you just want to be transparent and you want to communicate Absolutely. that and build that trust with the employees. So right. Great and, pieces and of you advice. Can, you can do, you know, pulse surveys and surveys, but, you know, those things, they only tell you so much. Mm -hmm. You actually talk to people, you know, and you can talk to folks one-on-one. -on -one, um, they'll tell you a lot more, you know, and again, especially if there's trust. Uh, and I think transparency, you, you mentioned it, transparency is the key. And with our people, we have been super transparent with everything we've done and why we're doing it across the board. And so I think you know, being intentional about that transparency is very important uh, because you don't want something to happen and they not know about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that. That's, I you love bet. those pieces of you advice. Bet. So on to our wrap up questions. Okay. The first one is what would be your number one work from home tip? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's almost like Groundhog Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you seem to be sometimes not knowing what day it is because you're out of your routine. So I think my number one is create a routine, right? You have a routine when you go into an office or go into a workplace. So what is that routine? Make sure you create a routine. Um, and, uh, you know, make sure that you also, because you're in a different workplace and you don't have any interaction, make sure that you step away from your computer uh, and your email and your cell phone um, and, and have some, some, some me time, right? Some time to yourself, some head time to make sure you're in a good place. Uh, it could be just taking a quick walk, taking, if you've got a beautiful day outside, just step outside and see the sunlight. Uh, make sure you're in a great frame of mind. Uh, but I think for me it was, you know, I wasn't in a routine initially. So get in a routine and get some exercise in uh, in the mornings or in the evenings, however you do it. But for me it was getting up in the morning, getting the exercise going, getting my, my body going, my, mind going, um, my, metabol my metabolism kicking in, mm -hmm. eat healthy, uh, not eat a bunch of snacks. Um, so uh, those would be, you know, some of my uh, work from home tips. Um, and really try to, uh, as, as much as possible, you know, start and stop at, at certain times and not work constantly. Um, and obviously, you know, in our roles, there's cell phones and people can reach us 24-7, which is great. And I want that, um, but from sitting in front of a computer 
make sure there's start and stop, start and stop times and that you take the appropriate breaks as well. Like you would if you were in the office and you take a lunch break, yep. you know, make sure you get away. Yeah. And respect your own boundaries too. Right. So that's, right. that comes into play with those start and stop times. Make sure that you're respecting your own boundaries that you set. Um, Cause if you're not, then you're not keeping that, um, that promise to yourself too. And then yeah, exactly. things spiral exactly. out of control. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, so what are you, what are you binge watching right now, whether that's on Netflix or TV in general that you're absolutely loving? Yeah, I saw Netflix had a lot of increased uh, membership here recently, which is no surprise. And we are, uh, uh, my wife and I are, are uh, watching All American. Uh, okay. Phenomenal, phenomenal story um, you know, about a high school uh, kid who's a phenomenal football player who moves from Crenshaw um, uh, to Beverly Hills, and it's a great learning experience for him and the folks at Beverly Hills uh, High School. So it's been great to watch. And, you know, I think it's also been great to have some family time as well. Um, you know, I do not have a 30 minute, 20, 20, 20 to 30 minute commute in and a 20 to 30 minute commute. So, um, you know, we get a lot of work done, a lot of productivity, uh, but I'm also getting a lot of spend a lot of quality time, uh, you know, with my wife. My daughter come home from, is getting home from college. Uh, this weekend. Oh, nice. Uh, so, uh, so that's going to be awesome as well. Um, and make sure, you know, we've been taking a walk every night, the subdivision, um, doing things like that. So, but the binge watching right now is all American. Yep, perfect. You're a big football fan. Are you an LSU fan? I am. I'm an LSU <laughs> fan. I am. There's got my tiger, my eye of the tiger back there. Yeah. So, <laughs> enjoying our uh, national championship uh, there you go. run from uh, 2019. And, yeah. Uh, uh, this past January. So. Yeah. Great football team. Great football team. Yeah. It was, it was a fun season. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Um, so what is a book or a podcast or some sort of a learning resource that you could um, recommend to the audience today? You know, it's, it's funny. We're on a podcast because I've been on so many web calls and teams calls and conference calls um, and I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts, so I hate to tell you that. I'm on this thing, too. I probably shouldn't say that, so <laughs> later. Um, but I've been reading a, a book called Work Rules uh, by Laszlo Bach, so Work Rules. And um, it's a story of Google uh, and creating their workplace and why they did things the way they did. And, you know, uh, and it's, it's – I guess, you know, I'm, I'm binge-watching Netflix and a lot of shows, so I want to make sure that I'm still sharpening – the saw when it comes to the workplace uh, and also seeing if there's things that we can pick up um, because, you know, a lot of people look at our culture and they say, well, God, this is crazy. You allow this freedom and this flexibility and people have this voice and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, there's a method to the madness mm -hmm. reason behind it. Uh, and so learning the reasoning, the reasoning behind why Google uh, did the things they've done to be so successful in such a short period of time, uh, is amazing. So I'm enjoying that. I'm, I'm just getting started. On it. I really enjoyed it. Great. Yeah. I heard about this book and I'm definitely going to pick it up. I have a stack of books that have been recommended to me. I got to get through them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm asking... spending too much time watching Netflix and not enough time sharpening Agreed. my saw. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. So I'm at, that's, I've, I've made a point to really spend some time in my downtime to, to make sure I'm reading and with you having to do all these podcasts and if you're asking a question about a book, you're going to have a big list. So yeah, to me as well. I'd love to have it. 
Perfect. Yeah, we did. We actually just wrote a blog about um, all oh, the number one work from home tips. And we're going to be writing one on all of the uh, learning resources that have been recommended on the podcast as well. So when we oh, have great. that together, I will share it with you for sure. Sounds great. Look forward to it. Great. Well, Mark, I appreciate your time today coming on and, and speaking with me. Um, understanding the culture from a restaurant perspective is we haven't had anybody on the podcast yet to speak about that. And, oh, you know, I love I love what you put together at Texas Roadhouse. Um, you've had some great recommendations and some great strategies that um, organizations can put forward during this time as well. And also thinking about um, what day one kind of looks like. I think you, right. you know, you reiterated that um, through your phases that you're potentially going to be rolling out with. And I think we need to start kind of thinking about what that looks like uh, for, for all the organizations out there. So Agreed. thank you. <laughs> you bet. Glad, glad to do it and enjoyed, uh, enjoyed spending the time with you. Yes, and same here. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in today and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for future episodes. If you're enjoying these episodes, please give us a five-star rating. But until next time, stay wise, stay connected and stay healthy. Thank you.